Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. What's the most effective way to bring continuity to your novel or story? To keep the reader grounded in what's happening and knit together the events of your plot. Here's something I learned from Doug Glover. Character thought is the connective tissue that brings your story into a cohesive whole. Character thought is not a form of telling. Character thought is action, and it helps knit together your plot while reminding the reader what happens earlier in the story and giving them a sense of what might happen next. In today's episode, I'm going to give you three ways to weave character thought into your scenes. So grab your work in progress and take notes. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Panuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Writers are afraid to include character thought in their stories because they think it's a way of telling instead of showing. So they focus on the action. But character thought is action. And it's one of the most overlooked elements of scene and plot. So why use character thought? Well, it knits your story together. It gives your story continuity. It's the connective tissue. It connects the plot events together and it helps your reader understand what's motivating your character through the story. Character thought is more stylized than real thought. Just like dialogue, character thought is shaped by the needs of your story and it's driven by desire. It helps connect the main plot events together. Now, plot is driven by desire and resistance. So your character is obsessed with his or her goal, the outcome that they want to achieve by the story's end. Now, character thought reflects that obsession and it gives your reader your character's motivation. We don't just want to know what a character does. We want to know why they do what they do. Character thought also adds to the suspense. We're experiencing the action through your main character's perspective. Character thought focuses on time and motive at every point along the plot 
In every scene, your character is always doing three things. Number one, looking back at the past. Number two, evaluating the present moment. And number three, looking forward to the future. So let's break this down. Number one, looking back. Here, your character is remembering where they've been. They're asking themselves how they got to where they are now. This reminds the reader of the character's past, the significant history, but it also is a constant reminder about earlier events in the story. Don't expect your reader to remember what happened 20, 30, or 50 pages ago, or even what just happened in the previous chapter, or what happened in your opening paragraphs. Here's an example I talked about in episode 66. This story is Joyce Carol Oates, Where Are You Going? Where Have You Been? A quick recap on the story. This story takes place in the 1960s. The protagonist, Connie, is a 15-year-old girl, and she's coming into her own sexuality. She's preoccupied with boys. She's preoccupied with how she looks. Then one summer Sunday, her parents and older sister go to a barbecue, and Connie chooses to stay home. Not long after her family leaves, two strange boys show up in her driveway and try to convince her to go out for a drive with them. So here she is, home alone, and this is before the boys show up in her driveway. She's laying in the sun. Her eyes are closed. She's feeling the warmth of the sun like caresses of love. And then she slips into the past. Her mind slipped over onto thoughts of the boy she had been with the night before and how nice he had been, how sweet it always was. Not the way someone like June would suppose, but sweet, gentle, the way it was in movies and promised in songs. So this little piece of character thought woven into the action is accomplishing a couple of things here. It's reminding us of earlier events in the story. It's connecting those events to the present. It's also establishing her motive so that when the boys do show up, we understand why she's tempted to get into the car, and is even overriding her own intuition for so long. It's establishing her core desire. Now, later in the story, Connie returns to that past moment again when Arnold Friend calls her by name and she asks, how do you know my name? And he replies, I know my Connie, and he wags his finger. Here's her thought. Now she remembered him even better back at the restaurant and her cheeks warmed at the thought of how she had sucked in her breath just at the moment she passed him, how she must have looked to him, and he had remembered her. Okay, so she's making the connection between what's happening now in the story and what happened earlier in the story. So number one, characters are looking back. They're wondering how did I get to where I am now? And number two, characters are evaluating the present. They're thinking, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Why is that other character doing what he or she is doing? What does it look like? And what does it remind me of? 
So as the story progresses, Connie observes the two boys and her perceptions keep shifting. She's not sure if she likes Arnold Friend or if he's a jerk. She can't decide if she's attracted to him. And the guy sitting in the car seems strange. But at some point, she starts to notice different things and she slowly realizes that she's in danger. At one point, she says, you two better leave. And Arnold Friend says, we ain't leaving until you come with us. And she resists and says, like hell I am. Now, Arnold Friend doesn't like this, so he gets a little more threatening. He laughed incredulously. He placed his sunglasses on top of his head carefully as if he were indeed wearing a wig and brought the stems down behind his ears. Connie stared at him, another wave of dizziness and fear rising in her so that for a moment he wasn't even in focus but was just a blur standing there against his gold car. And she had the idea that he had driven up the driveway all right, but had come from nowhere before that and belonged nowhere. And that everything about him and even about the music that was so familiar to her was only half real. So she's always evaluating the present moment by moment. And that awareness is constantly shifting. She's thinking, why is Arnold Friend trying to convince me to get into the car? And what do I think about Arnold Friend? Is he attractive or is he just a jerk? And why is the guy in the car not looking at me? What does what they're doing look like? What do I think about that? What do they really want from me? What am I doing? So characters are number one, looking back, and number two, evaluating the present situation. And number three, looking forward. They're thinking, given what's just happened, what do I want to do next? What plan can I make? What do I think that other character over there is going to do next? And how will I react to that? Okay, so towards the end, Connie is desperately trying to save herself. At this point, she realizes that these aren't teenagers, but grown men masquerading as teens. She's desperately thinking of what she can do next. She thinks of calling the police. She even picks up the phone, but there's Arnold Friend at the screen door telling her that if she makes the call, he'll just come into the house. And he tells her to be a good girl and come outside. And here's what she's thinking. She thought, I have got to think. I have got to know what to do. So at this point, she feels cornered and she doesn't think she has a choice. So she ends with this tragic projection about her future. She was hollow with what had been fear, but what was now just an emptiness. All that screaming had blasted it out of her. She sat one leg cramped under her and deep inside her brain, was something like a pinpoint of light that kept going and would not let her relax. She thought, 
I'm not going to see my mother again. She thought, I'm not going to sleep in my bed again. Her bright green blouse was all wet. So a novel is always making connections with itself through character thought. Thought is the connective tissue. Characters are always connecting events in their own heads. It logically connects one event with the next. And more crucially, it establishes your character's motivation as he or she moves through the plot. This is also a great way to suss out any plot holes. If your character can't logically connect story events, then you may have a plot problem. The good news is that by having your character think his or her way through the story events, you can crystallize your plot. So here's what I want you to do next. Take a story or novel that you've already read. Open up to a random chapter or a random scene. Look for the thought patterns. For example, the chapter opens, then there's a little bit of backfill connecting this chapter to the last one. This might be a summary of events leading up to this point in the story, or it may be a line or two in the middle of the action. Look for how the character is assessing what unfolds in the present and how it shifts moment by moment. You'll also get a clear sense of what the character plans to get out of the coming scene or scenes. Then as the chapter closes, you'll find some reflection on what just happened in a moment of decision or planning. What do I turn to next? Now, these are rhetorical questions that the character is asking. They're implied, but these are ways of tracking character thought. Also, look to see how character thought links to point of view, what the character notices and how that perception changes throughout the scene. Now, go back to something you're working on and see how you can apply this. See how you can weave in character thought into the action. Remember, character thought is action. Character thought focuses on time and motive. Your character is always doing three things. Number one, looking back at the past. Number two, evaluating the present. And number three, looking forward to the future. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Writer Unleashed. I'm taking a brief hiatus for Thanksgiving next week, but I'll be back on December 1st with a brand new episode. In the meantime, join us on our free private Facebook group, Writer Unleashed Community. It's totally free to join. If you celebrate, enjoy your Thanksgiving, keep writing, and I'll talk to you soon.